Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About Teaching. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Yasmin Murray and today we'll be delving into digital dilemmas and the blurred boundaries between work and personal life for teachers. Do you struggle between creating a work-life balance now that remote learning is taking place in Scotland? Do you have many digital dilemmas where you learn new processes on a new version, on a new technology, and then within days you're learning something else new and forgetting how the first thing even worked? In this podcast, we're going to have a chat about teacher health and well-being, work WhatsApp messages and after-hours emails. I think this is a difficult thing because at some point there did become an update in the email systems and the Outlook way that we manage it that you can schedule emails. So for example, I might make it my business to go and do my emails and reply to everyone on a Sunday evening. But I schedule every single email so no one is going to have that notification over the weekend and over a period of time where they don't actually have to be in school. For example, the blurred boundaries for me in this situation personally as a teacher have been WhatsApping pupils, calling parents and speaking to children on the phone, visiting homes and using Google Translate to text parents. Now of course this is what I need to do, this is what I have to do to support the children and the families that I have been responsible for. But the problem comes is actually that I really have to trust in good faith that I will be protected as a professional teacher even though I'm now using WhatsApp, I'm now voice noting children, I'm speaking to them on the telephone, I'm emailing and texting parents. It becomes a little bit difficult to separate personal and work life when actually I can get a text message from a parent at any point of time and I don't want to tell them they can't get in touch with me because when they need my help they can't dictate that to the school hours. I suppose the problem is when our colleagues and our management and our education managers are sending out information during the holidays, during weekends, at evenings. I think the problem really is that we need to decide at what point are we working and at what point are we relaxing, enjoying social time with our family and friends at home. There's been such a steep digital learning curve and teachers are just rising to the challenge, getting used to routines as the announcement of the proposal of the return comes. It is yet to be confirmed, but I think a lot of teachers are feeling particularly frustrated. They've spent absolutely hours online learning about e-books and, and how to record them, how to engage them, how to ask questions, how to create forums, quizzes, using jam boards, how to have voiceover presentations. We really are in a situation where we log on and we have never seen this before and we are training ourselves. We have, for example, in our school, we have an IT specialist who's excellent and provides lots of opportunities for training. But there are so many different trainings on so many different platforms using so many different technologies that actually it is impossible to remember, particularly when things are complicated. For example, as a teacher, we must log into things to assign things to ourselves, to assign them to the pupil so that we can view them, so that we can ensure the pupil has viewed them and we know when it's been read. Then we actually have to show you how to log in. And of course, that can be difficult, particularly when you're already communicating over text or a technology or if you have a language barrier. I think everyone that I know that has been using video lessons, all of the parental feedback that we've had for our school and our local authority has been really positive. But I really do question what the effect of this will be. I think we will only know when the children do return to school whether or not this remote distance learning has been effective, whether we have managed to execute quality teaching and learning with little notice, with no advanced training very little support. I understand the Scottish Government is well pressed, so is our local authority providing IT 
But it's actually unacceptable that there are still children in our school that are on a waiting list for IT and technology. We gave out all the resources we had available at our school. That was 30 Chromebooks for us. We had to keep a couple of iPads and old style laptops that children who were key worker and vulnerable children, we've got 40 children in our school. So we needed laptops for them because they are supposed to be in line with the children at home so that there is no difference. There is no disparity. There's no separation in what's being taught for the key worker and vulnerable children and for the children that are doing engaging in remote and distant learning at home. Of course, we do our best, but there is a lot of restrictions. For example, I offered my teacher laptop because I do not use my school laptop. I actually use my personal laptop because it's a wee bit better quality. It has a better memory. It's got touchscreen. I'm more familiar with everything <laughs> about my own laptop than I am my school one, particularly when I'm dealing with downloading things and uploading things and screenshotting things and pre-recording things and screen sharing I personally am using my own personal computer. Now, no one's told me I had to. You should never be in a situation where your school or your local authority ask you to do digital learning and they do not provide you with the resources to do that. I'm in the situation where I have my school laptop sitting here and I offered to give it to the children. I'm not allowed to do that. Obviously, sensitive information it has to be wiped. I even offered to go to headquarters in our local authority and drop it off and then drop it to the children's house. But unfortunately, they are working from home, so they don't actually have the facilities to be wiping IT. And I understand our council head office is, I do believe, the same size as almost as a high school. You've got 1,300 people working in there, and they're really on a skeleton staff, and so nobody is in. And I understand that, because the message that Nicola Sturgeon has given the people of Scotland is, stay at home, stay safe, protect the NHS, suppress the virus. However, we're in a situation now where teachers are... Of course, gearing up to returning to school for P1 to 3 and for secondary colleagues, for anyone who has a practical subject, something, for example, maybe like technologies, maybe health food technology, maybe physical education, some sort of woodwork, something that you would have to come in and actually physically show you can do for a practical side of assessment. I mean, that is a very difficult thing at secondary level because those children are adults. They are classified as adults. They are wearing masks. However, the close contact and support they would need is something that I think will cause our secondary colleagues a little bit of difficulty. And I know personally as a primary practitioner and from colleagues in our school and the members that I support within my union role is that actually children from nursery and P1 to 3 returning is absolutely the opposite of what any of the primary colleagues expected because early years, childcare centre learning, P1 to 3 they cannot social distance. They were following the ELCC guidelines and so teachers weren't social distancing from them. We were still using play-based pedagogy. We're still sharing resources between the classes and the composites. Composite, of course, if you were a 3-4 teacher, how are you supposed to manage returning to school from the 22nd of February? And for your fours that are in your composite class, providing access for online and remote learning for them and being able to communicate with them through the video lessons and the comments and the chats. So it's really a rock and a hard place here. I think a lot of colleagues that I've spoken to really anticipated possibly the P7s returning first because they have missed an awful lot for such an important year. And if they are to carry on to progress to secondary school with six months not being at school, that is going to be a situation really, considering they missed out a lot on last year when they were in P6, I would be highly concerned. I understand the other side of the argument is if we hold any children back this year, you know, we're not providing challenge and breadth. Possibly there's going to be a problem with age 
when it comes to consent for exams if you're of age to leave school before you've sat your exams that is a fear that many practitioners have that young learners will leave school and not be able to access further education or employment but I think that is a very depressing point of view to take on the matter. All we can really hope is that we have learned these skills for something you know if we are put back into the school everyone who's learned Google Classroom, Microsoft Teams and really come a long way to providing effective teaching and learning online. I hope that these skills will be utilised and could be used in the future. They won't be for nothing. Of course we have them in the bag if we ever have another situation where we're school closures. You know, snow days are gone now because we revert to remote learning online. We really can take it forward possibly for homework, for study groups, for further education and collaboration with home. Between stage partners it might be a wonderful way for colleagues to share resources and exemplify their learning. Opportunities are endless and remain to be seen. But I do think teachers really need a bit of a pat on the back. They need a little bit of reward, someone to acknowledge that they have done tremendous work learning so many new technological skills and their digital literacy will have soared in the last lockdown. Teachers, I want you to know I am very proud of you. I know what a hard job this is and you are doing excellent, excellent work. Remember, if there's anything you would like to discuss or anything we mentioned on this podcast that you would like raised or you want me to know, you can email in it time to talk about teaching at gmail.com that's time to talk about teaching at gmail.com thank you so much for listening to let's talk about teaching with me today take care